Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. We have a corporate update to air for you this afternoon. We are just coming off the Fed announcement. Uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell is doing his uh, press conference now. We're going to have that commentary later this afternoon, so do stay attention, uh, pay attention to that as it hits your inbox. Uh, happy to welcome in right now Rob McLeod, the CEO of Black Wolf Copper and Gold. They trade on the TSX Venture with BWCG. Uh, coming off some really nice drill results out of the Niblack mine area once again. Uh, Rob, we're going to talk about kind of this fluctuation in the share price because that was a surprise. But I tell you what, uh, let's stick with the analytics and the data here from these drill results. Really nice grades, really nice widths. And uh, Niblack just continues to show some potential here, doesn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, our our uh, our first batch of results, which came a kilometer away from the results that we um, uh, that we announced today. Uh, um, you know, both areas are high grade, but there's a little bit different styles. The results that we put out uh, this morning, uh, when and these were the first two drill holes that we put into the lookout deposit. This is the biggest deposit on on the property, 5.6 million tons of, of indicated resource and 2.4 million tons of inferred. We had rehabilitated the underground and we, we started with, actually we started with what we thought was gonna be a really safe drill hole, hole 226. You know, we wanted our technical team to get, uh, you know, a good look at the, the stratigraphy that hosts the mass of sulfide. And it was an area just right at the margin of the, uh, the current, uh, mineral resource where we we're expecting kind of a one to five meter wide drill hole and uh, uh, intercept. And, you know, the great thing about uh, VMS systems is you typically know if you're in it or not and what it's going to run. And, you know, of course, the results that we put out today, 27 meters of 1.9 grams per ton gold and over a percent copper and percent say, and about an ounce of silver we're like, okay, what's going on here? This is way wider. So we did a second hole from the same setup at the same orientation, uh, 35 meters below. And we hit, you know, it was like a mirror image, 30, uh, over 32 meters, of one and a half grams gold and over a percent copper and almost a percent zinc and, and an ounce silver. So, you know, the, these are really significant, like, uh, and, and to show that the deposit is still wide open and these you know potentially bulk mineable widths are really what you want to see to add uh, 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 a lot of tons uh, quickly so uh, we're uh, you know in, in, in fact you know what we've seen here and where we want to go as a company we actually made the decision to uh, to, to upgrade our, our facilities out there taking a, a little break from the, the drilling for a month or so and then uh, putting in what will be a larger camp and, you know, new core processing facilities and getting all set up for, uh, for um, uh, some real success on, um, uh, on these, you know, both technical and, and, and assay successes that we put out. So really, really excited. Yeah, the metal factor here is obviously very encouraging. And, I, you know, talk about, so you're expanding the camp here. Obviously, uh, it, this requires some priority for more exploration because it's just so positive and there's a lot of uh, blue sky potential here. Uh, so 
talk about what 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 happens now. I mean, do you need to go back to the uh, doing some early exploration work with to generate some more drill targets? Are those already ongoing, or how do you continue to build out this uh, this lookout deposit? Yeah. Uh, well, so there there's it's 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 multifaceted our approach here at Niblack. And, you know, based on actually, and it was in, in the first batch of, of drill results where we, we confirmed this geological model that the, the whole system is overturned and uh, really changes how we, we explore different areas that were previously thought to be closed off. So there's like some of those targets, uh, you know, the follow up even from just these rounds of drilling is, is apparent. But what we also want to do is, you know, for, for the entire strike length, which is, you know, over five miles for this project, is to start work, working up that pipeline of other targets where we can discover, you know, new zones. And that's typically, if you look at, you know, we like to use the uh, formerly of Nevsa and the Bisha deposit is our best geological analog, even though it's on the other side of the world. But you want you typically find a whole bunch of zones within these DMS systems, and so to do that, we're going to do some IP geophysics, which uh, this type of deposit responds very well uh, to, uh, to work up some of these new targets. And and again, some are you know the the highest priority is this one called Dama, which was 19 meters of six percent copper. You know, we want to get some geophysics done around that one to to really find okay, where 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 can we nail it? Otherwise, you know, continuing to drill down dip. We had some good down dip numbers that we we posted today, which are vectoring towards where is the big wide area for lookout. Lookout will still drive this, and certainly in terms of you know current economics, but uh, future resource growth because it's up to 120 meters wide at at its widest interval. So, you know, th this really is a truly exceptional system and, and we look forward to finding uh, a lot more in the years ahead. And, and yeah, as mentioned, you know, the camp upgrades are, are getting positioned for, uh, for, for success within, with, with, with planning for success in this company. Are people going to miss that barge camp? Uh, you know what? It's pretty, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty nice place to work, you know, being close to the ocean and, and uh and you know, well, the 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 barge isn't going in. It will will probably eventually, like you know, either sell it or something else. But but there's only so much capacity in there. Actually, and and certainly with with uh, fortunately they're lifting, but some of the COVID restrictions. But yeah. the, the new camp will certainly be nice. So yeah, very good. So the, the great drill results here. Uh, I got to ask you about the movement in the share price today because it just. It's kind of a WTF moment for myself because I am a shareholder and I was very excited off these drill results, but then obviously it, got, it actually got sold down to $1 Canadian. Uh, it has bounced back from there, but a lot of volatility in the stock today, Rob. I wonder if you can provide a comment uh, for listeners and shareholders just to, you know, as to where this is coming from. Oh, hey, that's been, uh, uh, I, I've answered that uh, question or speculated about the answer uh, uh, at least a dozen times uh, already yeah. today, Trevor. So um, pr prior to it's been about it's been a year since um, I've come in as uh, as CEO and part one of the the conditions prior to our our new management team coming in was there there was um, a legacy uh, call it issue with a convertible uh, venture that was signed over a decade ago. And it was with a Hong Kong-based company called Sino Capital. 
there, there was a settlement of additional shares that was, was done at that time, subject to an escrow release. Um, this week coincides with the release of a bunch of that stock. They're currently about a 3% shareholder and they're, uh, that fund is no longer active. So it's likely being wound up. So they, mm -hmm. you know, what happens, they give the stock, it goes to a trader and, uh, they see a liquidity event and, uh, and you have to eat it. So, you know, we've got a really good, you know, we're, we have 29 million shares out and 31 fully diluted. There's not a lot of overhang in the stock. And there's also not an outrageously amount of, uh, amount of liquidity. So, you know, our, us insiders and myself, I'm the largest shareholder, of course, uh, but, you know, our two largest institutional holders, Delbrook and, and Crestcat are, are long or buying more. And, you know, we got lots of other great institutional investors. Everybody's like, these results are great. Why is the sell off? I think there's another retail shareholder that's selling through TD. So, you know, sometimes people think, hey, that's, uh, they weren't higher grade than the previous ones. Uh, so uh, I'm out. You can't, you can't uh, often change people's mind in that respect and they hit the bids, but it's yeah. a really good buy for some investors that came in today. And, and uh, you know, as our lead broker told me this morning, he goes, Rob, finding the ore is the hard part. So uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll be bouncing back. These are really important drill holes that came out came out today. Even though you know, and this is a God, I don't even know where this fits in forty three one one. But you just do the volumes around these two holes, like or I did. It was they had like one hundred and fifty thousand tons of of mineralization. You know, like uh, indicate that's the right spacing. It's. Uh, it's uh, it's really really positive. So I'm sure um, we will make some uh, happy shareholders that got 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 filled today. Even though I would obviously have preferred us to go in the right direction. Uh, let's take a step away from Niblack because there was some news out last week. Actually, uh, you just you, you love this area of the world. Rob, it's just it just goes to show. I mean, obviously, uh, previous work there with what was IDM Mining, uh, now with Ascot, you're going back. Uh, you you announced that uh, you have acquired some land in the state of Alaska, north of the mining towns of Hyder and Stewart, BC. Uh, this is the Black Wolf, Texas Creek, and Cantu properties. Uh, this is immediately west of the Premier Gold Project that Ascot is now developing. Uh, tell us, you know, I, I'm assuming you've known this property for a very long time uh, and really about the opportunity that, uh, that arose for you to start acquiring this. Well, I, you know, I don't know about knowing it for, for a very long time. I certainly followed the area quite quite closely and it was always sort of curious that, you know, the Golden Triangle every year is like going crazy and so many different explorers and and even the you know the people in Hyder, Alaska, say like, hey, what about us? And it, it actually was the, the impetus was back in in February. Um, you know, I'm a third generation miner from Stewart, and my dad was an underground miner, and and you know I get in uh, call it a student of the local history as am I. And I was going through a bunch of his old stuff, photos, and you know, and, and there's some oral history, and actually that's where this one came from. Uh, that you know, had been written out. Um, and that the West Texas property, and this sounds like a crazy story, uh, but I'm going to tell it. Um, and, and it's actually, it's it, what, what is a nice sort of coincidence as well, too, is, is yesterday, Predium, 
put out some really good numbers from the Bruce Jack clause. And, you know, Bruce Jack, there's family history there. Bruce Jack is na- actually named after my cousin, uh, Bruce, and, and uh, my grandfather, Jack McLeod. You know, what's dry, what drives Bruce Jack as a mine are these ultra-high-grade electrum veins. Back in the 1920s, on the margin of a glacier on the Texas Creek property, prospectors had found the same type of veins. And uh, they followed it up the, the, the ice until it stopped, a point where they stopped. And they constructed thousands of feet of ice tunnels. And so this is all written about, you know, in, in, in the 20s and 30s when, when this was happening. I'm like, Jesus Christ, maybe we should, actually, you know, should go stake this or, or take a look at it anyways. And, and so did a little bit more research. And, you know, this wasn't a proprietary that we had this story, that legend was sort of known. And in the 1990s, 1992, uh, some U.S. government geologists went to that one area and did some sampling. They found, you know, some, some of the, the old wood and stuff laying around uh, and some really good numbers. They didn't obviously get to the spot that was mentioned in my dad's story. Uh, so I was like, we should go and stake it. And then doing more compilation, there's a bunch of old mines and other prospects with some really good numbers. And, and then on the Cantu property, it's actually, you know, thinking about it, it's a bit of a different geological model. And it's again, relating Bruce Jack uh, Predium's deposit with say, Seabridge's KSM system. Uh, they're all part of the same systems, but you had the porphyry underneath, which would be something like the Kerr deposit. And then you had the high-grade epithermal system, which would be Bruce Jack. And so it's a very similar system geologically. You have Premier, which is a high-grade system. And then you have this uh, intrusive that sits underneath, that Cantu. Uh, and so it's like, oh, that's kind of, could be a good target. You can actually, you know, you can even see across the valley all the alteration. But we found this one old report that talked about direct shipping, high-grade silver and gold mineralization there again. The key thing is there's been no modern exploration out here, you know, and there's been substantial glacial retreat, and we're so much smarter and experienced in terms of exploring these type of rocks, both myself and my technical team, that these are really nice accretive pipeline projects. You know, you look at other juniors in the Golden Triangle that have like, you know, 10 to $50 million market caps with, uh, with basically kind of similar early stage projects. And so that you know, you add that value uh, just through through staking is really accretive. And why isn't anybody staked? Um, a lot of people don't know how to stake uh, U.S. federal claims. We have a forest of posts out there to stake these properties. There's like 360 posts that get thrown out. And it takes a certain skill set that, uh, that uh, a lot of people don't have across the border. So, um uh, really, obviously, really excited about excited about these these projects too. So we're we're going to have quite a bit of drivers ahead, and and you know part of the philosophy, you know, we're still our vision is still to to advance Niblack, but you know as uh, management teams, you always have to think about what's next uh, in in case things don't work out or what can be really really accretive. So uh, we're 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 super excited about West. Uh, or Texas Creek and and uh, and Cantu, but uh, obviously is equally excited about. Uh, uh, Are you allocating a budget to exploration work on these two new properties for 2021? Uh, uh, yes, we will. We will be um, uh, uh, having some news out on that fairly soon. 
uh, actually almost imminently are, um, I will say that our, uh, some of our geological staff uh, is actually leaving to head north up to, up to Hyder this week. It's a very late snow year up in the Golden Triangle. So um, there's still quite a bit of, uh, uh, quite a bit of snow cover. So, you know, the, the bulk of the program won't be until uh, at the higher elevations, like looking for those uh, electrum veins won't be until uh, starting in midsummer, but we can start work say on Cantu, which is that lower, uh, lower elevation. So uh, there'll, there'll be news coming out uh, fairly uh, soon that we'll talk about those, uh, those programs. Talk about your your vision here. I mean, obviously, you started out, Black Wolf started out with Niblack. You're adding more assets uh, to the business, and, you know, multiple assets in a portfolio is always good. What is the vision here? I mean, you mentioned it, you know, if one doesn't work out, you have something to fall back on. But you've done this before. You know, talk to us about, you know, what you learned about why it's so important to have multiple projects within your portfolio. And really, like for you, what is the vision here uh, with building the with building a company? You, you continue to have great results at Niblack, but that's a priority in the flagship. But you to build a company, you're still looking for, to add more and more. You know, scale is the ultimate uh, goal here. Oh, oh yeah, and and you know you you, you nailed it. Like Nim, Nim Black's a, a great deposit, but to be totally honest, it's modest size. Like you know, it's not a hundred million ton uh, ore body. It's not Kid Creek. Um, the 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 economics on it are good, but how do you make them exceptional? And so what what and you know we've been been pretty open to part of this being being a, a a central vision in terms of the economic side of the company. Is to uh, is to look at other you know similar type of projects that are call them stranded. Like Niblack is located on tidewater and it's pretty uh, you know steep mountains rising out of the ocean. There is not a spot for milling tailings, so you have to transport ore by barge, which was commonly done you know for decades and decades at the first part of the 20th century. You have to take it somewhere. So we've been looking at opportunities both in Alaska and in British Columbia where you can combine resources where you know uh, as standalone they can be okay or in some cases negative but you put the two together uh, and in what we like to call a hub and spoke type concept and you can really have exceptional economics so you know the, these are things that we've been working on now we don't want to do something that's going to be outrageously dilutive to, sh- to our shareholders that's our you know, maintaining that share structures is uh, it's arguably the most important job. Is uh, is it's it has to be the 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 right deal, but it is that is is the the key economic tenement to the vision. The other key part is, and this is where you know what is driving uh, investment decisions from a lot of the largest institutions and certainly from corporates is to make sure it's done in an inclusive way with communities and indigenous groups. And so that uh, other key element to our, our vision, we are also actively working on. And um, uh, are we gonna get there soon? I sure hope so. And, uh, and make, make, making every effort. So I know that's kind of a neb, those are sort of nebulous things, but uh, that, we're, that, uh, that I'm, I'm talking about with you here, today but 
you know, it's important for our shareholders and potential investors for them to know that, you know, we're we're not content just to drill some good drill holes. You want to build a, a billion dollar market cap type company, you know, you, you have to be pretty aggressive with what your overall vision is. And so, you know, drive it through. You start with uh, great drill results. And then the end at the exit, you're 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 talking about your great economics. So, um, you know, we 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 do have a, a grand plan and vision how we're going to make it happen. Uh, like your friend said, finding the uh, ore body is the hard part, isn't it? it <laughs> this it is just some little stuff. Yeah, yeah, you have no idea, man. You got the greatest intentions, and you come out and I've done it my my history. We all have that have been around the business for a while. You go out and drill some dusters. And, and break your break your own heart, and then uh, other times, you know. And actually, the always, and I've told the story a lot. You know, uh, with uh, I, I was fortunate to be involved in part of the, the the team with Underworld Resources that found the white gold deposit. We pulled the Kinross. It was our fourth priority drill target when you know we were actually all pretty depressed with that. The first three looked like crap, <laughs> and. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, in the end, it's all up to mother nature, but you do put yourself using the best sciences you can in a, in a position to, to succeed. So uh, I'm really, really pleased with the results. It, it, uh, the, the, uh, the market response is, is sucked, but I think, uh, uh, I think that's gonna change. You know, great shareholders, great results um should translate into into uh, a really great share price for investors in the year ahead i'm one of them and uh appreciate your time here rob it's always a pleasure to catch up with you uh hopefully we can do the same here in the following weeks ahead as news continues to come out of black wolf uh but until then stay safe and uh, good luck with that uh, transformation of the camp there at niblet oh yeah yeah uh, looking forward to having some nice new weather happening that's Rob McLeod from Black Wolf Copper and Gold. Again, they trade on the TSX Venture with BWCG. They also have a new OTC ticker in the United States with the symbol BWCGF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.